it going everybody it is justin here at betangles.com it is currently december 29th and we are looking in the future for this week and we are super excited about it over here the site is coming along it's finally ramping up it's it's seeing its best days that it ever has there's a lot being added to it there's bet trackers on there now we're going to be posting daily write-ups from myself on there we're going to be posting all of my picks and plays on there that i like my leans and there's going to be more importantly betting tools for all of you guys to use um, where you can make your own bets and you can do your own research and come up with plays that you like um, i'm going to be more so here to help on things where you just want to hear somebody else talk and get someone else's opinion that's the whole point of these podcasts. And with these podcasts and the betting tools and betangles.com, you should see success and you should be able to continuously pull a profit out of the betting and not just be throwing darts at a blank wall. With all that being said, I would like to get right into my plays for this week. We have a lot of different sports we're focusing on and a lot of different plays, mostly because there's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to jump right into it here with NBA first. So the Hornets, Mavericks, there's not many lines out first before I show. There's not many lines out for yet for tomorrow for NBA. But what there is out, there's actually the games that I was focusing on. So it works out uh, double hand in hand here. So the Hornets versus Mavericks is going to be a good game. The Mavericks are favored currently by 8.5 right now. Uh, the Hornets started 0-2 but had a huge win over the Nets. They actually looked very, very good in that game. And I was impressed to watch them play and can we just say that Terry Rozier is having a great year? Like, it, I think it's these Celtics guys because you look at Hayward who had a huge outing, and I think like 28 points or something like that. And, and again, Rozier, these two Boston guys moving to this Hornets offense and seeing success. Um, the Mavericks are coming off a huge win as well, though. we got to pay attention and focus on that because they, they, they had a huge win against the Clippers. I mean, like 50-something points in the second quarter win. Um, absolutely massive. They ended up putting 124 to 73 in the last eight. The Hornets are 5 2 and 1 against the spread, though. But the Mavericks have had a hard time covering the spreads at home, going 2 and 5 in the last seven. In the last five meetings with Dallas, the Hornets are 4 and 1 against the spread. They are very good against this Dallas team because of all this information. I just think 8.5, 9 is too much. If so, I have to buy the half point. I will give you the Hornets plus 9 in this matchup. I hope to see the continued success between Terry Rozier and uh, Gordon Hayward. So now we're going to move to our uh, other NBA play. I only have two out right now, and that's going to be uh, the Atlanta Hawks versus the Brooklyn Nets. Is a I think this is a closer this is a, at least a closer spread than I expected. Uh, I didn't expect it to be this close, but I am staying away from the game spread on this one, so it really doesn't matter. I'm taking a first quarter bet, actually. So the Atlanta Hawks lead the NBA in first quarter points with 34, while the Brooklyn Nets are actually towards the back of the pack here with 27.8. So with that being said, I'll take the Hawks on the first quarter spread with plus 2.5. Now we're going to move into some college basketball here. There's a few games I like. Um, by a few, I mean three. Exactly. Uh, so it's SMU versus Temple is going to be the first one I'm looking at. It should be an interesting game. SMU sits on the year with 5-0 record. They're putting up a very respectable 85.2 points per game. Kendrick Davis has been a standout player for SMU, and I expect him to have a big game here. Temple commits a uh, good number of fouls on the defensive side, and that really leads their defensive struggles. Uh, I expect SMU to exploit this. JP Mormon actually has been a guy to look at, though, for Temple this year. I just don't see enough from Temple and Mormon in this matchup. And uh, they're 1-1 one one on the year as well. I expect SMU to keep the pace here. Give me SMU minus 8. 
The next one I'm going to look at is going to be Duquesne versus St. Louis. So this should be a good matchup. I expect this game to be closer than the spread suggests. So St. Louis is favored by a large, large 10 right now. Uh, Duquesne is 1-1 one one on the year with uh, St. Louis as 7-1 on the year. So don't get me wrong, St. Louis can play. I do see um, a few things, though. Duquesne needs to not turn the ball over so much. That would really solve half of their problems here. They just turn it over very, very high, like at 18 times high. Ugh, that's just not good. Uh, I really don't have a ton other to talk about in this matchup. I didn't really find a lot of key points, but I do think this line is a little high, and I, and I will take the um, underdog at plus 10 here. Now we're going to move into UNC versus GA Tech. This is going to be my favorite college basketball game to watch on Wednesday. Uh, UNC's 5-3, while GA Tech's 4-3. UNC looked strong to start the season going 3-0. Yes, that's right. They were 3-0. Uh, Armando Bacot, or Bacot, uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, should play a really good role in this matchup, and a big role to say the least. GA Tech has been sort of opposite, starting the year 2-3 through the first five. Jose Alvarado is a good player. He can really make an impact for GA Tech, as we've seen. GA Tech is 36-14-1 against the spread on their last Wednesday games. Weird stat, but it's a good angle to take a peek at. Um, both teams aren't great at covering the spread, though. The under has hit 8-2 in Tar Heels' last 10. And with that being said, I do like the under of 143 in this matchup. Now we're going to do some bowl games and some great college football games. This should be... A great week. We all love this week if you're a college football fan. Um, loving tonight watching Sam Ellinger in a Texas uniform. So now let's get into what we do have upcoming though. Um, we have tomorrow or yeah tomorrow's plays are on the last podcast. We're moving into Thursday and Friday and a little bit of Saturday here. So the Armed Forces Bowl this year is held between T uh, Tulsa and Mississippi State. So Mississippi State's all over the place. You never know what team will show up. They put up an SEC record with 623 yards against LSU, but then they failed to put up points on the board against Kentucky and Alabama. So you never know what you're going to get with these guys. Uh, Tulsa's biggest loss in this game is going to be Zayvon Collins. He's declared for the draft. Uh, you've definitely heard of him. He is a Bronco Nagurski award-winning linebacker. So both teams have good defense, and the total reflects that. I have to give the edge, though, to Tulsa here as they have been more consistent. I will take the money line to be safe. It's at minus 132 value, so I will take it uh, with paying that price. The Arizona Bowl will be between the Ball State Cardinals and St. Jose State Spartans. I really like this matchup, and I'm very excited to watch this game. So these are very two surprisingly talented teams. The Cardinals are MAC champions, and the Spartans are Mountain West champions. This game earned a national television spot on CBS on New Year's Eve. Ball State earns themselves a top 25 scoring unit in the country. Ball State extremely good at stopping the run with a big linebacker presence. Three big players that stick out to me on the defensive side for Ball State is going to be Brandon Martin, Anthony Ekby, and Bryce Cosby. Defense, defense is not the only thing that stands out for Ball State as they have great talent at quarterback with Drew Plitt, who finished every contest with at least a 60% completion percentage. In the wide receiver position as well, Ball State does have some does have a threat, at least is fortunate for Justice Justin Hall, who is first team all Mac. The Spartans on the other side here, they do have great defense with 17.9 points allowed per game. Spartans have two dominant defensive ends with Viliami Fahek Fahelko and Cade Hall. Again, apologies if I'm pronouncing some of these uh, names wrong. 
Nick Starkle holds down the QB position and went off in the conference title game for an astonishing 453 yards and three touchdowns. Starkle has a few threats outside with the Bailey Gaithier and Trey Walker. I think this one is close, and I'm going to take Ball State plus 10 here. I don't see uh, I don't see the Cardinals running away with this one. Everybody knows the next one or, or knows of the next one. It's going to be the Sugar Bowl between Ohio State and Clemson. I really don't have a ton to write up on this game. I, I just want to start out by saying that Clemson is 4-0 against Ohio State. People are giving Ohio State too much credit. I do not see this game close. Ohio State has success and can continue to see success with Justin Fields and threats outside like Chris Olave and Kurt Wilson. But Trevor Lawrence is good. We all know that, and he's back uh, coming in. So I do see this becoming a shootout. Not too much to think about here, as mentioned. Clemson minus 6.5. I am buying the point half, though, just to avoid a push. Um, if it is close, again, I don't see it being close, but the 6.5 for the half point and the price you're paying is worth it. I just see Clemson coming out and uh, dominating this game. I know a lot of people on the opposite side of that, but I just I like Clemson there. Um, lastly, for college football, we're going to be moving into the Fiesta Bowl. So it's going to be between Oregon and Iowa State Cyclones. There is a few key injuries on both sides of the ball here. Oregon is without uh, linebacker Adrian Jackson, tight end Patrick Herbert, wide receiver Daywood Davis, and tight end Cam McCormick. The Cyclones are without defensive back Arnold Azuna and offensive lineman Jake Remsburg. In the last nine games, Iowa State is 6-3 against the spread. Iowa State is good and can exceed when they run the ball through Brees Hall. I like the Cyclones at minus 3 here. Um, I believe the line actually jumped up to 4, but I like it at 3, and I would hold the 3 uh, just to... Just to cover that in case they get a, in case you want to push with a kick, um, but I do like the three. So that really wraps up the college side of things for football, basketball. We've covered professional side for NBA. So why don't we take a peek at uh, NFL? If you follow my plays in the past, you know I love quarter bets for NFL. It's my main focus. I find a lot of value there. The problem is, is watching lines early, you never know what they're going to be. But I, after you know, looking at these lines over and over, you can get a pretty good idea what the line's going to come out as. So all of my NFL plays this week are quarter bets, uh, especially with it being the last week. So we'll see um, how these play out. And I, I do see a lot of success with them. So we're first going to look at Steelers versus Cleveland. This should be a better game than people think. When betting the NFL, I find the most value, as I mentioned, in betting quarter totals. If you follow my past plays, you know that. For this week, I'm going to be jumping into the second quarter over in this matchup. These teams combined for a crazy 20.63 points in the second quarter alone, which, it, if you don't realize, is extremely high for a quarter. I'm expecting the line to come out around 13.5, maybe 14. With those numbers, please give me the over. That should be an easy, easy play. Next, we're going to move on to Miami versus Buffalo. Uh, this is going to be a great division game. These teams are very efficient in the first quarter, putting up a high total of 12.77 points. I expect a fast-paced start here out of Allen, uh, and as well on the other side, I see Miami coming out as well. So unlike the Steelers game, we do actually have a line already, which is 9.5. 9.5 when looking at quarters is a key number, especially in the first quarter as the team can march down, uh, kick a field goal, or, or even get in the end zone, and then you just need a field goal to cover that 9.5. Uh, I see this easily being covered. So Green Bay versus Chicago is going to be the next one on the on my card here in my write-up. This should be a matchup that we see a so slow start in the first quarter too, but the second quarter has a ton of value. There's no line-out yet, but I would expect this to be around 13.5. This is one of the highest second quarter, quarter totals I've seen. They combine 
for a total of 21.27 points in the second quarter. Wow, that is very, very high for a quarter. Please give me the over, especially if the line comes out at 13 and a half. This is a game uh, that I could see a very, very high second quarter. And if you want to parlay it with the Steelers over, those are the two highest quarter, second quarter uh, games I have. So I do see value in both those a lot. Now we're going to move on to the Titans versus the Texans. So you just don't know which Texans team is going to show up. Titans can seem to find and get a good running game going, obviously, with Henry. Uh, these teams seem to hold off a little low on scoring, and they put up most of their points in the first fourth quarter. No line yet. Um, I could see a 10, though, a line of 10 being the number put on this quarter. If it is, I will take the over as these teams combined for 17.01 points in the first fourth quarter. So with a line at 10 or lower than that, I do like the over here. Last play for the... Uh, week and my last play that I'll be talking about on this podcast. I'll be on a podcast tomorrow with a few other members, but for my personal podcast, this is going to be the last one on it. It's going to be Chargers versus Chiefs. So this should be high scoring all around. This will be my last NFL play, as I mentioned, for the week, but also, again, the last play on the podcast. Second quarter looks good again here. These teams show out before half, putting up 18.75 points in the second quarter. If this Second quarter line stays at 14 or below, I like it. So my problem with is sometimes I like to throw a 14 and a half out there. That 14 and a half is usually a death line. That's what I call it. It's no good. It's only good in teams that are averaging over 20 points in the quarter. As we see, we have two this week. Um, so even if 14 and a half comes out on the line in those quarters, I still like it. But in a, in a matchup where the team's putting up 18.75 14 and a half is a death number stay away from it don't like it um, but if it's 14 or below i will will take the second quarter over in this game that really wraps everything up here i just want to thank everybody again for tuning in for the podcast uh, this week or at least my personal podcast as mentioned i have another one coming out tomorrow with a few other uh, people this is really what I like this week. Feel free to uh, keep track of it. Let me know if you have any questions. As always, please reach out on social media. Everything's posted to my socials. And of course, as always, this information is provided. Majority of the information is provided by betangles.com. All the information in one place that you'll need, that is the place to go to give you that perfect angle. Everybody have a great night. Thank you for tuning in. Stay healthy, stay safe, enjoy the week with the family, and have a happy new year. Peace out.